All right. Welcome to uh, another Weekend Plans. Uh, this is us recapping Spider-Man 2. I'm joined by Jackson. Hi, Jackson. Hello. Oh, greetings from isolation. That's right. Greetings from your cave. Don't come out of it ever again. The jacket. Yeah. The jacket. Not, not till, not till the, the week when I'm exposed every day to the disgusting disease public. But... <laughs> They don't need to know that. <laughs> um, yes, we are reporting from our cave of isolation. The Zimmer cave. The Zimmer cave of isolation. Right on, right on. How are you guys? Happy We're Easter good. to you. We're good. We're a little Easter drunk, so this is going to be an interesting episode. I'm kind of excited for it. Right on. Whatever she Sure, whatever. Both work. Is that the mm-hmm. sure. yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm here for it. Um, but yes. So how are you, Jackson, besides work and having to face the public? I'm uh, you know, I'm fine. I'm hanging out and watching movies. That's all that's all good. Perfect. And you're playing through Spider Man too though. Yes. Well no, you're playing through Spider Man. Yeah, I did start playing Spider Man again. Yeah. Is this your first PS4 playthrough? Spider Man which I think has the best like story of any multimedia Spider-Man venture, including all the movies. Oh, interesting. I kind of agree with there's that. My hot, there's my hot take. I like it. It's actually a really good Spider-Man story, especially the ending. We will not spoil Spider-Man PS4 because we do not yeah. advertise that. But the ending is actually very fun in a way to mm-hmm. see where it could take the Spider-Man character itself. It's really awesome. It's really great, and I can't wait to see what they yes. do next. And they tease so many wonderful things that I cannot wait. Um, they really do. Uh, so what, what you're playing with the Sam Raimi suit, coincidentally? Yeah, ac- ac- absolutely. I, it's, you- it looks awesome in the game, and it's oh, probably 100%. my favorite. Yeah, I like the, the suit they made is really nice. I like the white. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it looks cool. really good. Um, and then for some reason... Uh, the Ben Parker suit. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, Scarlet Spider suit. Yeah, Scarlet, Scarlet Spider. Spider suit. For some That's reason, I'm a sucker right. for that. Even though it's just like a red spider suit with a hoodie. Like I, it's so just, it's so 90s, but in the best possible way. It's so it's just perfect. Like it's so yeah. simple and yet just so cool looking. Like how do you hate it? I can't. No, it's unhateable. It is unhateable. Um. <laughs> But yes, so we're here for Spider-Man 2, and that is what we will be diving into. Um, I took yeah. notes. Yeah. There for the you first go. time, I was also a little high when I watched the movie, so I know I needed to take notes. That probably helped. It did. It did. I would think. It did. I was like, I'm the edible hit a little harder than I thought, and so I'm like, I'm going to be taking notes because <laughs> I actually want to take notes, and I like this movie. Um, specifically, I remember watching the opening credits. Do I dare say those are the best opening credits to any comic book movie I've ever seen? There, it's really great opening credits. It is Alex Ross artwork. It yes. is absolutely beautiful. And it recaps the first Spider-Man perfectly. Yeah, absolutely. It, it reminds you perfectly what happened the first one. Because I'm like, that's, you know, it's been a few years. The internet isn't around as much. So you're kind of losing track. And they do enough wonderfully drawn images from the first movie that kind of remind you of what happened without yeah. needing like a recap. Yeah, those 
those opening credits got me real fucking stoked the first time i saw the movie in the theater i was like oh here Same. we go they Same. know what they're doing this that is, was my next they know note. how to make a sequel exactly my next note was being so hyped for this as a kid i remember being oh man following spider-man 2 was like more exciting spider-man 1 because they fucking did it right they finally made a comic book movie that was fun um yeah and i remember sitting in the theater when these credits rolled and being like this is fucking dope yeah getting amped all the way up oh god again those it's just the perfect i don't know why more comic book movies don't do those kind of credits and just recap the first movie in comic book art kind of sequences aren't like around as much anymore i feel like it's kind of like a lost art it's kind of a bummer because like again they did it wonderfully where they're like it was just Mm -hmm. images from the storyboard probably they redid in comic book form but it showed enough parts of the movie to be like i remember that i remember that i remember that yeah and then when we launch right into the movie you don't feel lost you actually feel like you're ready to continue this adventure yeah, no, I'm a I'm a sucker for a great opening credits sequence. So both the the Tim Burton Batman movies have great credit sequences. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, original Spider Man. Oh yeah, original Spider Man. But this is He's, probably for now my top. This is like my favorite, like ever. Yeah, I'm up there. Uh, like all the Bond movies, I love those. Oh well, Bond is like a work of art. Like, especially the newer Bonds that actually have been, like, taking that kind of serious, and they've actually really timed the artwork with the music. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know what I, I watched this weekend, actually? Sorry. Is no, it's Diamonds are Forever. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> it's pretty good. You it's watch Diamonds fun. Are Forever? Yeah. That's the one where Sean Connery's like 67, right? Like he's like, I just No, retired. that's never that's never say never again. He's mm. older in Diamonds Are Forever. He's like 40, like a hard 40. <laughs> but Okay, you're but right. But it's not never say never again. Never, never say, say never, never again. again is the one where you're like, oh well, this is ridiculous. <laughs> Who let grandpa out of the retirement home? Get him back in. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what is happening? Yes. That movie looks like that's the adventure he has the day after he escapes from the rock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's because like that came after the was it Timothy Dalton? No, it wasn't Timothy Dalton. It was after um who's he, it? it's the uh Lazenby. It was right after Lazenby. George Lazenby. He like his bond like went over so poorly, they're like, fuck, get Sean Connery back so we can do another yeah. movie with him. Yeah, which is a bummer because I think that Lazenby movie isn't bad. Yeah, I think it was just a shock. I think everybody was like, well, Sean Connery's Bond, but eventually Bond gets old. That movie is also the the inspiration for the character of Talia in Batman. Oh, interesting. It kind of makes sense, though. Yeah, the idea of him, like, falling in love with the daughter of, like, a a warlord and all that stuff. Did I... Did I talk to you about that uh, that kind of like internet conspiracy theory about Bond, where that James Bond is his code name and that's not his real right, name? Right, but I but I told you why it's why the movies disprove it. Well, the newer ones do, yeah. No, they all do. Because George Lazenby gets married and then she oh. dies at the end of that movie. We'll get into and then Roger Moore visits her grave. Ah. Uh. And Timothy Dalton makes a reference about being married once. They're all the same character. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I forgot it's about a that. fun fan theory, but it doesn't work in the mo- the continuity of the movies. I know the movies kind of ruin it, but it is a really fun th- <laughs> fan theory. 
It is great. It's probably they probably should do that. <laughs> like, they probably they, should, they should casually probably, work their way. Yeah, make that retcon. And Quentin Tarantino had this like amazing pitch for a Bond movie where oh, the no. villain is a former Bond. That would be dope. And you get like Dude. Timothy Dalton or somebody like it that. It would have to, to be, be like Timothy. The or Pierce Brosnan. Bond. Pierce Brosnan would be perfect right now. Pierce Brosnan would be good. Pierce Brosnan is just old enough where like he can actually make that serious, but like he's not so old where it's like we're concerned about his health. Um, yeah, that'd be dope. Dalton could do it. Plus, he looks like a villain and he plays villains he all the time. He does. The Rocketeer. <laughs> yeah, that'd be really cool. They should work on that. Although I think the newest Bond movies kind of also shoved that into the dirt because like they have the whole Bond family heritage or whatever he discovers. Yeah. I don't like that. Even though he's like an orphan, so like I guess he's just discovering his orphan family heritage, but whatever. It's know. real sweaty. It, yeah. it, it's it takes a lot of work to make that work. And Skyfall's great, but that Skyfall's ending great. W- when they do all that stuff is like a little over over the top. Yeah. Anyways, we're not talking about James Bond. We're talking about Spider Man two. That's right. That's right. Um so we immediately come from the best opening credits I've ever seen in my entire life to mm-hmm. Peter Parker in a world where he discovers he just sucks at everything except for being Spider-Man. So yeah, we're let's, let's get into immediately <laughs> Mike come down on this movie. So the, the first, the first Raimi Spider-Man close to perfection, great adaptation of Spider-Man in his world with just enough of like Sam Raimi in there to make it like really visually interesting. And he's like, it's paying off on a lot of his like foibles and his like filmmakery preoccupations. Spider-Man two is the Batman returns of the Spider-Man franchise because it is Sam Raimi unleashed. Nobody's in control of him. (laughs) And his like three stooges sense of humor and his like weird, Soap opera character crying are all the time writ large. All the emotions in this movie are so over the top that they seem insincere. They and it are just seems ridiculous. like it's like a it's like a joke. Yes, everybody's crying. That's one of my notes. Was like everybody's crying like all the time. Like no one's ever not crying in this movie. And no, none of the actors seem like they believe it when they're saying the lines yes. to each other. Like when Tobey Maguire is trying to recite poetry to Kristen Dunst. Oh God, it comes off creepy. <laughs> it's it's all like so weird. It's so, so weird. I'm sorry. To, I'm sorry to jump jump ahead. But <laughs> yeah, Spider Spider Man Two not as good as Spider Man One for me for those reasons. Hundred percent. Doctor Octopus though. <laughs> I was gonna say. Well, my next note was um, we can immediately jump. We can go to Doc Ock because Doc Ock is finally Sam Raimi going. Well, this is a horror film. Like when he first comes yes. to life with those arms and he's fucking dragging those that hospital to their scene. Death, that's a horror movie. It's some of the best filmmaking, like in the entire three movies. That yes. one Doctor Octopus sequence. He comes to life for the first time, like when he's dragging like the Asian woman just into the darkness with the nails on the. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Nails dragging dents into the ground and her screaming, "No, no, no!" I'm like, "That's a fucking horror movie I just watched, and it's Spider-Man, and they're all dead, all and the they cl- all died horrible." All deaths. the close-ups, all the reflections, like it's all so fucking good. It's he like finally just like it looks like he finally was like, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna do what I want to do. 
Mm-hmm. And yeah, no, and that's like, you know what bummed me out about that scene though is I realized how perfect Sam Raimi could have been for Venom in Spider-Man Three, and just Ugh. how disinterested he was. I know, because Venom's a horror character. Like Venom it is. Have been like it should have been like Spider-Man versus the Alien. Exactly, like Venom's how that should have come across. Drippy mess. That's yeah. like just disgusting to look at and deal with. That's that's what he is. But we'll get to Spider-Man three. Oh yeah, that's that's coming up. Um, on a positive note, uh, J.K. Simmons comes back and he just continues to fuck so hard on camera <laughs> that it's not even funny. Oh my god, he's fantastic. J.K. <laughs> He turns it up a notch that I didn't know was possible, but he just does it so well. He killed it. He's he's the perfect mouthpiece for that sort of comedy that Sam Raimi brings. Like all his interactions with like the Daily Bugle staff. Yep. The wedding stuff is always yep. great. <laughs> the line where she's like, your, "Your wife wants to know if you want chintz or chenille." He's like, "Whatever's cheaper." <laughs> he's just. He's everything he says is perfect, and he he he's blowing everybody else out of the scene every single time. It's not even fair. Mm-hmm. Like him and Tobey Maguire have a scene together, and it's just Tobey Maguire getting shit on by, yeah. by J.K. Simmons like over and over again. That's like they layer that stuff on so fucking thick in this movie. Like all the stuff with Tobey getting shit on, it's like I fucking get it. Like being Spider-Man everything is sucks. like. Is like a grind, and mm-hmm. and all the characters just want to like say the themes out loud as dialogue in the movie. It, yeah, like we get like everything's tough, and he's like late to everything because like crime calls and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, we hit another scenario where like obviously like he just blew his cover as Spider Man when he does a backflip off his moped as it's getting run over, and the kids see him, and just everybody sees it screw the kids like the guys in new york traffic that barely moves like see this happen they just go oh that's fine they probably don't see him jump off and just assume they saw somebody get annihilated maybe but the kids are like oh that's cool that like looks like something spider-man would do and spider-man's been around for two years doing that i do kind of like that moment where he's like you know work out eat your vegetables eat your vegetables that's what my mom says yeah it's cute pretty good stuff but, like, at the same time, like, come on. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like, there's so much stuff that's, like, iffy like that. But the script, like, structurally, I think is really good. And I think the themes are really interesting. Yeah. Um, like, yeah. Like, what does it mean to be, to, to, like, split your life in this way? And, like, some of the doc, like, they did the father figure thing last time with the Green Goblin. So it's weird that they did the same thing with Dr. Octopus. Yeah. But, um especially like him being this like what if you have great power but you don't take on great responsibility they did that with the green goblin too so it's like yeah it's not like it's, i don't know it's like, and it was the one thing i did like about doc ock was like at the end when like he also can we talk about it like his evil arms yeah that's the thing i don't like about doc ock in like this. his arms all of a sudden no basic human rights from wrong and like tell him to do all the wrong things yeah well his arms i think like the what we're supposed to know just from what what he drops earlier is the arms have an ai but are designed only to like accomplish this one thing 
So yeah. this experiment that he's trying to do. So the arms have no, they don't care what's like right or wrong. Their deal is to get this experiment done. So they're going to be like, you need it's, to do this, this, and yeah. this. It was, it's like the, it's the weakest part of Doc Ock is his arms are the ones con- like that's controlling him. Yeah, uh-huh. his arms are the villains. And I think that's a bummer. Like, I, I kind of yeah. like when Doc Ock's just like an arrogant prick when he's a regular dude, and he's an arrogant prick when he's exactly. Dr. Octopus. Like, and they kind of really touch sh- on it, but like, yeah. they kind of humanize him with his wife. Um, yeah. Instead of him being like, yeah, an arrogant asshole who's like, this is it. I finally did it. Like, basically, everything Harry was saying, oh, mm-hmm. Nobel Peace Prize, we're rich. It should have been what Doc Ock was saying, right? Like, and like, he's yeah. like, I did it. This is the Nobel Peace Prize. We're going to get so rich off this. And then yeah. all falls apart around so him. Rich. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what literally Harry was saying. We're going to get so rich. I know. I know. <laughs> so I'm just saying what they said. Harry, Harry is really something in this movie, too. Harry is, I feel like Harry's there to literally continue the lineage of Goblin. He's there to like be like, hey, remember what happened last time? Exactly, and like, <laughs> Harry's a weird character, but yeah. So really, like, yeah, Doc Ock. I would've really been... like the way he would have been. What were you saying? <laughs> oh, nothing. I was just gonna say I wish Doc Ock was kind of yeah. more saying what Harry was saying. Yeah. No. I, uh, yeah. He could have just been a different kind of villain, but it seems like they did the same thing as they did with the Green Goblin. It feels a little bit weaker for it. Yeah. Um, I do really like the scene where Peter has like dinner with Doc Ock and his wife and it's like this nice little moment. You have this like mentorship there. It's kind of sweet. It's kind of nice. Yeah. Um, the dinner where they're like, they're kind of go- like going back on scientific theories, like back and forth. Yeah. Like it's a yeah. little, it's, it feels a little overcooked. <laughs> it's like, okay, fine. you get it. Peter knows about science. <laughs> you don't get a lot of <laughs> opportunities to show it in the movie but here we go let's hammer this home real hard yeah exactly um the mary jane stuff in this i don't think is very good <laughs> I feel like they don't jane, give her a lot to do i feel like they forced her to be there <laughs> yeah well you can tell like kirsten dunst doesn't really she doesn't seem very interested by nope. it she's not given a lot Nope. The fact that they give they have her be like kidnapped by the bad guy at the end of the movie like again is real fucking weak. Like mm-hmm. figure something else out, do something else. It was almost the same thing. Like it was almost like identically to the same thing. Like yep, kidnapped, yeah. go save her. It's your last moments. You have a fight. It's over. Yeah. You know what would have been smart to do in this movie? And you know I don't want to be like a Monday morning quarterback type thing. Especially like what, fifteen years after, <laughs> um, after like sixteen other superhero movies. But like to to give it that personal thing where Peter has to like save one of his, you know, has to save somebody, is if you made Doc Ock like he had to go after Harry to get what he needed for the tritium, and oh, yeah, then yeah. Harry was like, Harry is the damsel in distress, and Peter has to save him, and that's how Harry finds out he's Spider Man. Instead of just being like on his couch, all wrapped up in barbed wire. Yeah, it could have been like that. Would have been a great moment. It would have. That would have been great. Like he's like, oh, and it would. It, Peter just yeah, saved. Me. What does that mean? It would have gotten you to the same place. You would have yep. understood him being conflicted. Yep, and it would have been, yeah. been more powerful because it's like he he allegedly killed my dad, but here he is saving me. What does that mean? Yeah, and I'm a, I'm not saying I'm a better writer than the person who or people who wrote this script, but uh, I might be. No, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean we look back at it and just it just makes sense, right? Like everything's like done and on screen. Um, uh, also there's just like 
a several amount of so we got the um we rented the extended edition like the director's cut did you watch the the one or 2.5 or whatever it's called yeah two point i think it's 2.1 2.1 and it's got like the part where he gets on the elevator with the and it's like spots. super long it's like a minute and a half yeah yeah <laughs> but there's like a lot of other scenes too where like um there's this really cool scene where like him and, and i think it's one of the first fight scenes between doc ock and spider-man where they're, they're fighting or whatever and then they fall into the window of like our girl's apartment like yeah. it's like her studio apartment and they're just still fighting in there and like Doc Ock throws Spider-Man out, but Spider-Man like webs him at the last minute and like just pulls him with him. It was just a yeah. really well shot fight scene. All the all the fights between Spider-Man and Doc Ock are awesome in this. They're like, so they good. really take like full advantage of like what both these characters can do and what the arms can do, what Spider-Man can do. I have one huge super nerdy complaint about all the fight scenes though. Give it to me. So Doc Ock has the arms. The arms are super strong. The arms like can do all this shit. Doc Ock is a guy with the arms attached to him. If Spider-Man punches like a guy, <laughs> that guy's that guy's done. Yep. So I like like part, part of the choreography should be like Spider-Man can't land a hit on Doc Ock himself. Like he's fighting the arms. Mm. And they, once he actually hits Doc Ock, the fight is over. No, yeah, but, uh, no, that, that makes total sense. It's um, and he punches I, Doc Ock in the face a bunch. <laughs> the only thing I can think of is that like the arms, because they're in his spine, like like fucked up his like feeling of pain, which is something they easily could have said, right? Like he doesn't feel pain like the rest of us because like his spine's like infused with this metal arm thing. They never really talk about that. (laughs) They just say like the arms are like a part of him and then they make him think bad things. So they don't really like elaborate that, which that could have been an easy plot way to get around is like he doesn't feel pain anymore. Yeah. Or you could have easily just had exactly the same scenes and exactly the same fights without him punching him. Like just trying to get to him, trying to get to the arms. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Instead he hits the arms or whatever they get in front of him. Yeah. Or like in a lot of comic books, they kind of do this thing of like the reason he wears those shades or goggles all the time is his eyes were damaged by the explosion. So he's got like light sensitivity. Mm. So if you like pull the glasses off that like momentarily blinds them and it's like a little, you know, a weakness point you can work in Window. there. Something like that. Instead of they're just like shades that he wears for being cool. Cause it's cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm a bad cool guy. Now. I'm to, cool. Yeah. He wears trench coat yeah. and shades cause he's a bad guy. Duh. Yeah, fucking a. God, get it right. Um, I like his cool, like half sunken uh, warehouse hideout. That's really rad. <laughs> that he pulls down like super easily. Yeah, that shit's like straight out of Dark Man. That looks like exactly like the lab that uh, Liam Neeson works in in Dark Man. Another great Sam Raimi movie. Oh, it goes hand in hand. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, uh, so another thought I had. I was making like fun notes at the end of this. Um, Aunt May when she's giving that speech when like you know the boy is like about heroes dude she knows he's Spider-Man oh yeah that was the most direct speech I've ever seen in my life oh yeah so does uh, apparently uh, Robbie Robertson also knows he's (laughs) Spider-Man apparently that too but apparently everybody because he gives him that 
he gives him that very intense look and goes, I heard Spider-Man was there. I was like, wow, all right. This guy is not a <laughs> character in these movies. He's getting like two seconds in each thing. Apparently, like, everybody just knows he's Spider-Man, which is fine because he's doing backflips in school and he's doing backflips off his moped in the middle of New York traffic. He deserves to be found out. taking his fucking mask off. He always. Can't keep his mask on for, for two seconds. <laughs> but for real, like, that's that Aunt May speech was, like, so just... It's very... It's very pointed, yeah. It's very like I'm saying this to you, not just about Spider-Man and heroes in general. I'm like I'm saying this to your face. About and you. they never pay off on it either. Nope. I don't think in Spider-Man three it ever like even matters. Comes, nope. I don't know if she ever finds. She finds out eventually, right? Like he takes his mask off in front of her. Not in the movies. I don't think so. Interesting. Also, uh, speaking of like taking mask off and just with somebody just MJ just bails on this wedding that's like thousands and thousands of dollars she's not a uh, she's not a responsible person <laughs> <laughs> I mean she came from like a very like troubled abusive <laughs> childhood like it makes sense that she's not like well adjusted and doesn't necessarily take into account the experience of others and her actions <laughs> Like when it cuts to J.K. Simmons, he's just like, "Tell him not to open the caviar." I felt for him. Of like, dude, yeah, it's really rough. It's really rough. It, seeing all these movies like one after the other in context, she's not a great uh, person. No, she's <laughs> awful. Between this and like them making out at Peter's uh, or uh, oh, Harry's dad's funeral, when she just put <laughs> like, the moves on him, like dude, like, do she better just does than MJ. What she wants when she wants, it's pretty wild. She's toxic. Get over her, man. Like, yeah, she's just and she's like a drama machine. <laughs> and like, yeah, at the end, she's like, you know, like I'll be with you. You're Spider Man. Go get him, Tiger. She says the famous line and all that, and he's like, I'm living my best like, life. And then immediately she's bummed about it. Like he jumps out the window, starts swinging away, all victorious, all those helicopters around, and then she's just like, sigh, what did I do? Oh, no, I need attention. Somebody hold me. Um, yeah. I don't know. MJ's a weird character in these movies. Uh, let's see. What else? What other notes do I have? <clears throat> oh, apparently just bitches are like super thirsty for Spider-Man. Like over sense. the top. That, like I, it's, That it's 100% makes sense to me that spider-man would have like groupies <laughs> i mean i guess like in real life if you to put that like yeah it would make sense like he's sw- he swings around so, like, he's, like it's just so like he drops off aunt may right he like saves aunt may he drops her off and then all of a sudden he's like well i'm getting to the point so he drops off aunt may and then she is like flanked by like four or five just like Thirsty Crazy. ass bitches who were just like Spider Man, take me with you. Take like, me with weird, you. That's just a weird thing to say. <laughs> I think like like one hundred percent if Spider Man were real, and you got this dude like running around out there doing like really crazy athletic things, um, saving people, yeah, saving crazy. kids. He's got this yeah, he's got this dope body that he's wearing like a skin tight outfit over. Like one hundred percent, there'd be a lot of girls super into Spider Man. Oh, 100%. He's got, kind, he's got kind of a bad boy thing going because the Daily Bugle's like, oh, he's a fucking menace. He's wearing a mask. What is he hiding? But he just saved this old, this old lady and took care of her. Yeah, like, I totally get it. Like, to me, that makes total sense. No, yeah, it, it does. It's just, that scene was just super funny because it was like, 
felt like it was yeah, so Sam has no subtlety. No, no, that was it. There was no subtlety about it. It was just like <laughs> he has zero subtlety. <laughs> like, well, if you notice some, there's a thing about these movies, and it's especially noticeable in this one that there are no unattractive like background female characters. Like if oh, there's like true. when Doc Ock is climbing up the side of that building, and it's just the office. It's just like oh, a yeah. bunch of models in there doing like secretarial <laughs> work. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's true is... it's just a bunch of hot like yeah it's a bunch of hot people just doing office work like it's a close-up of that girl like she runs up to the window and she's screaming and she's just like <laughs> like why did why did this character have to be this ama- <laughs> this amazingly beautiful like i don't understand and i'm pretty sure like she's wearing like a smaller sweater and everything like yeah, she's wearing. She's got like a bear midriff. <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Like, Why? Yes, Why? I feel like Sam Raimi just kind of got a little drunk with power with this one, but like not as drunk as the third one. Yeah, well, I mean, the same thing is going on in the first one. If you look at like the background characters, I think it might just be Sam Raimi. I've noticed the same thing about James Gunn <laughs> in like the Guardians movies in the background, like every. <laughs> Everybody's Every female extra hot. is gorgeous. Yeah, we're about to see what he does with Harley Quinn as a character. Then, yeah, well, I'm excited about that Guardians movie. Oh, me too. I have a lot, of, uh, have a lot of hope writing on it. Well, it's, it was it was pissed off. Uh, <laughs> it was pissed yeah. off James Gunn getting the. They're like, hey, quick, come direct. Uh, you know, Suicide Squad for us. Yeah, he's like, all right, cool. When fuck we, Marvel. We, we haven't seen like the ultra cynical James Gunn in a while, but that exists in that guy. And uh, oh, yeah. to be put in a in charge of a uh, of a franchise where the whole thing is like these characters are expendable and they could die at any moment, <laughs> like that's going to be some real shit. I'm it's excited about it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh. Oh. Okay. Here we go. We're going back to Spider Man Two. Uh. It's my last note, and then you can start going through your notes. But my last note. So Harry's just crazy. Like he doesn't actually need the goblin gas at all. Um, I guess not. Cause he does expose himself to the gas later, he, later, but... but he hears his dad's voice and like gets shown where the goblin hangout is pre gas. It's really interesting. Cause it walks this like really insane line between like he's been, and drinking and like all this stuff but it's also so specific you're like is it like a supernatural thing like is it the actual ghost of his dad <laughs> like what right, or what's is happening it genetics like, what is... yeah uh, it's just it's... like it doesn't it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but it, it did get me excited in the theater to see like the payoff with harry and the goblin and it's, oh yeah spoilers it turns it turns out to be a huge fucking letdown <laughs> it turns <laughs> out real bad it turns out it's real a, it's a really good setup, though. But yeah, the moment is so weird. I was glad to see Willem Dafoe again. Not gonna yeah, lie about that. That was fun. That was fun to see him in the mirror again. But like, it it just felt so forced. I'm like, dude, he hasn't inhaled like a single thing of goblin gas. Like, he's just insane without it. Maybe he's on mushrooms. Maybe it's the only thing that makes sense, really. Yeah. But like, that's the only thing I thought was like, this whole scene's happening, and I'm like. He's just really angry, like, and confused, because, like, Spider-Man's his best friend, but Spider-Man killed his dad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't understand a lot about Harry and his characterization of this movie. <laughs> like, he vacillates so weirdly yeah. back and forth between, like, a normal person, and I do love his uh, line reading, though, after the Octavius incident, where he's like, I have nothing left except Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. I was like, good Lord. What, what, do you, what is this? <laughs> what Spider-Man? That's it. And then like, yeah, it's like, he has his desk just full of articles. And uh, pictures it of did Spider-Man. make me laugh though. Cause it reminded me of this meme that was going around uh, last Which year one? when Red Dead 2, Red Dead 2 came out. Uh, and it was like PS4 users after having to make space for Red Dead. I have nothing <laughs> left except Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> true <laughs> it was just red dead and spider-man that's <laughs> mm-hmm. 100 true yeah he there's a reason like he's memed so hard is because like his character just like goes so over the top so quick yeah well and franco is not the greatest most subtle actor either no so it's like... but like even like the beginning he's just like immediately like yeah, I took over my dad's multi-billion-dollar fucking scientific oh, company. Man. I I love when he gets drunk at a the Jameson like the engagement party thing. Oh yeah, and he starts slapping. Peter. <laughs> like a bitch I was fucking him. dying. I was like, can you fucking imagine <laughs> like this party? And if you're Peter, like, what do you say? Like, somebody's gonna come up to you and be like, "Oh, what the fuck was that about?" <laughs> nothing to yeah he had a shit night that night too it's like oh my god mary jane just got proposed to in the corner of this party and she said yes you know what we haven't uh was what we haven't gotten into yet is i think the second greatest scene of this movie after the the doc Ock thing is mr bruce campbell's cameo as the uh the usher that will not allow <laughs> peter into the play it's like shoes untied <laughs> Can I help you? <laughs> Sorry, no one will be seated after the doors are closed. It helps maintain the illusion. <laughs> My friend told me she's uh, she wanted me to come here. Yes, but she didn't want you to come here late. It's like oh! it's, it's like one of the greatest crimes of just cinema history that Bruce Campbell didn't become a bigger star because every chance he gets, he just fucking slam dunks every. <laughs> Like every second of footage. If we had a J.K. Simmons and Bruce Campbell moment on screen, I think I think camera would burst into flames. That's why they can do it. Yeah, it would just explode. Like there, <laughs> yeah, there'd be no film left. Because like they both would just do that, and every scene they're in, they're just like, "Well, this is my scene now. Welcome aboard." But he's like, and he's like one of the most criminally robbed actors like in history. Like the. There are these famous stories like he was originally supposed to be Shooter McGavin in um, Happy Gilmore, and he lost out on that part. And he was supposed to be in The Phantom, the Billy Zane movie. He was supposed to be The Phantom. <laughs> oh, that sucks. And it was originally like a comedy. Yeah. It, uh, it's, it's just a fucking shame. I fucking love Bruce Campbell. He's so good. He got like a little, like, you know, he got like a little resurgence, like kind of later in the last few years and that's good but yeah well i think i think the uh cosmic evil gods every day that they made that evil dead tv series that he got to be in that <laughs> shit was great that was that was it that was like what he needed to mm-hmm. that was everything and like he wrote <laughs> those books like in the mid 2000s that were really funny he, everybody liked likes them and yeah it's kind of a bummer but it's fun to see him in these movies i'm trying to remember what his third Spider-Man three. Cameo I remember. Was. I remember what a Spider-Man three cameo is, and it's probably the best part of that movie. <laughs> it's that's yeah. I believe that statement. 
I'm not going to spoil it for you. I'm going to let you that do that. or anything J.K. Simmons still does in Spider-Man 3 is probably so great. Yeah, I feel like he's not even as good in Spider-Man 3. Like, even his stuff isn't as... He's, like, over yeah. I mean, we'll get there. Yeah. We can just, like, bummer our way through the movie <laughs> when we get to that one. <laughs> or Spider-Man's a villain. <laughs> um, it's, it's rough. It's, it's a rough movie. <laughs> So you watched you watched two point one right? Did you 2. have the 1. scene where JK where JK Simmons puts on the Spider Man costume? Puts on the spider like, suit. He's just like jumping on his desk. <laughs> I I watched that scene. I'm like, why was that scene not just in the movie? It's so good. Like it's it's a funny scene and it's like funny to look at. But I understand why they cut it out of the movie. I mean, it's an easy like, cut, but at the same time, it's so great to watch yeah. now. It's really funny. Um, there's that, and then there's that extra fight scene with Spider-Man and Doc Ock, where like he like he does the first thing where he pulls him back with him. That was really cool. Yeah, uh, I yeah. love that little bank scene with a uh, Joel McHale. Joel McHale, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But he uh, that bank sequence is great. That feels like something like straight out of a Spider-Man comic book. Oh, 100%. and I texted you about this after the fact, but that bank guard reaches like his apotheosis right before Raise he dies. Raise your hands. All of them. All of them. <laughs> I was like, he, he fucking, he went out on a high note. It's good that Doc Ock killed him after that because it was never going to be as good again. He can ever. Like, like his, he, his graduating he, high school, college, getting married, nothing compares to him saying, Raise your hands. All of them. Can you imagine being such a cool, collected motherfucker that you're able to be calm enough to come up with that quip in that moment? <laughs> <laughs> in that moment of like the movie intensity. should be about that guy <laughs> what happened to you're him just afterwards like, you're just like the guard at like a fucking Washington Mutual <laughs> in walks a dude who suddenly has four giant mechanical arms rips the door off the bank vault you pull your gun out boom <laughs> Raise your hands. All of them. <laughs> you say it with, with such sincerity, too. Like, you're so just sincere about that statement. Like, what a great guy. What's his story? Who was he? Because he's dead now, but who was he? <laughs> also, one of the few, like, actual Spider-Man quips we get in this entire franchise when a Doc Ock is throwing a bag of coins at him and he goes, here's your change. You mean the only time Spider-Man was actually a sarcastic asshole like he is in the comics? Spider-Man is mostly mute when he's in the outfit in these movies. He has very few quips. Some of them are unfortunate and don't age well like in the wrestling scene of the first movie where he asks... Oh, would your husband get you that for you? Like, well, Spider-Man is a little homophobic. I'm not into this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, most of them don't age well. Uh, thank God for the new Spider-Man movies where he does yeah. have sarcastic quips and they do age well. Well, and Toby's voice, like Toby's a fine actor and he does the Peter Parker stuff really well, but, but his voice coming out of Spider-Man, I just never fucking buy. Like, I, Even when I'm fairly certain it's him in the suit and not a stuntman, like it still just doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> it just doesn't compute. Doesn't work. I guess that makes him like the best at hiding the secret identity because no one could ever believe it was actually him. 
I really like uh, Tom Holland and especially the first Spider-Man where every time he speaks of Spider-Man, he does that really like over the top New York accent. That really makes me laugh. <laughs> That's true. I need to watch that again. Yeah. Maybe. We'll, yeah. Maybe we'll head from uh, Spider-Man three into uh maybe we'll do all the Spider-Man. Yeah, I was going to say, if we're going to do that, I want to watch the fucking... Uh, Andrew Garfield? Andrew Garfield ones, too. Even that fucking second one. <laughs> God, why do we hate ourselves? We're already being quarantined, you know? And then we're going to punish ourselves. I, I can more. dunk on that movie all goddamn day. <laughs> Which one will we dunk on harder, though? Spider-Man 3 or that one? I think that one. <laughs> Amazing Spider-Man. This one with the... Spider-Man uh, 3. Spider-Man 3, for as bad as it is, is at least, like, cogent and, like, you can follow it plot point to plot point. Amazing Spider-Man 2 is not even a movie. It's like a collection. It's like somebody filmed a pitch meeting where they're like, okay, we want a whole interconnected Spider-Man universe. Let's hear some ideas. And they recorded that, and then they put it out in movie theaters and charged you $8 to see it. Uh, I remember being so <laughs> bummed about that too. I was so excited heading in. I was excited for it too. Yeah, I liked the first one well enough, and yeah, I liked the first one a lot. Except for like everybody swing your cranes so, so Spider Man can swing across the city. But other than that, it was fine. Oh, you you didn't like Crane Dad and his uh, <laughs> his ensemble of Crane warriors. His Crane army that came to his beck and call. <laughs> I think Crane Dad's a great character. He's the best part of that movie. He's the true hero. Without Crane Dad, we wouldn't have had a hero in that movie. Yeah, it should have been called Crane Dad. <laughs> but yes, besides Crane Dad, the first one was fine. Yeah, it's fun. It's all right. Um, but yeah, that second one is a fucking mess. <laughs> it was so bad. It was so bad that Sony had to sell the rights back to Marvel just so they can make good movies again. <laughs> Like, there's that for a thought process. <laughs> yeah, it's that's hard to reconcile. The fact that they fucked up so bad that they were like, I guess we have to like admit that we can't handle this. We can't do this. Uh, sweet Jesus. Um, let me see. I think I've gone through all of my notes. Do you have anything on your end? Um, I don't think that we haven't covered anything that i specifically wanted to mention the main point i want to get across is that this movie has some really cool stuff in it but mostly doesn't age well the character stuff is insincere and not very good yeah yeah mj just comes off as a total prick a lot of the stuff i liked about the first one doesn't like carry over as much as i would have hoped the cgi doesn't seem to like age like it it doesn't seem like a big improvement. Like it seems like a really, like they kind of just use the same character models or something. Um, yeah. CGI is fine. They, they did some real minor changes to the suit and I don't think it's as good. They made like, it darker. I think the suit looks better in the, yeah, I don't think the suit looks as good as in the first one. The first one I think is still perfect. Yeah. The, they made the suit in the second one the look blue, a little darker. They made the blue way darker and like they kind of, I don't know if they made the musculature that they like screen printed onto it like more visible or what they did, but it just like it just doesn't look as good to me. 
Yeah, no, I actually agree. I feel like they also like there's that shine, like the web that he has in the suit. I feel like it's not as shiny in this one either. Yeah, it's like gray instead of yeah. black or silver instead of yeah, black. It was like, uh, yeah, it was like not as like in the first one was like kind of like it was more like shimmery. Like it looked kind of more like a web. And this yeah. one just looked like lines on the suit. But it was whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it was yeah, definitely it's, darker. It's, it's a very minor, it's a very minor complaint, but yeah. Um yeah, other than that, like Doc Ock was a fun villain to see. Oh yeah, you you have to do Doc Ock. I think Doc Ock even more than Green Goblin would is like Spider Man's number one. Yeah, it's just kind of like a bummer that he died, but like it's whatever. I guess Green Goblin died too, so. Whatever. Yeah, it's just what they did in superhero movies at that. They killed him off. Um, they yeah. weren't thinking like giant universe, but yeah, um, Doc <laughs> Ock was fun. Again, I kind of wish like he f- he felt like he had the same story arc as Green Goblin. Like I'm doing this for my work. I'm doing this for my research. Oh no, I've turned bad. Yeah, oh no i've turned bad like that was it it was like i'm doing this yeah. for like everything i've built this up to be i can't give up on it now and now i'm a bad guy and like it was kind of the same path um yeah like you know it wasn't watching, me it was my arms yeah now they're my arms and they tell me what to do um yeah. but like you know like we were talking i about mean i can relate to that when your arms take over and just, i can't control these things yeah absolutely they control me <laughs> They are in charge. <laughs> I'm a victim too here. Okay, you know, just give me a break. Um, what are you doing? Um, yeah, but so it it was fine. Um, I'm nervous to watch the next one. I'm not nervous because I know exactly what I'm in for. <laughs> I haven't watched it in years, Jackson. I have not watched it. Uh, let me rephrase this. I have not watched Spider-Man three since I've seen The Dark Knight. I don't know if I've seen Spider-Man 3 at least all the way through since the theater. A lot has happened in our lives. We've appreciated so many more things. That's yes. true. I just refer- I just said, like, I for sure have not seen Spider-Man <laughs> 3 since watching The Dark Knight, and that is enough of a statement, I think. You think The Dark Knight is better than Spider-Man 3, though? It's kind of no. iffy. That's a big question to ask me right now. It's, it's iffy to me. <laughs> like, are you sure that the Dark Knight is better than Spider-Man Three? <laughs> We're obviously being sarcastic. Of course, <laughs> it is. <laughs> Dark Knight is, uh, you know, it won an Oscar. It did. I'm sure Spider-Man Three won some like VFX <laughs> Oscars or something. I don't think. It, well, let me rephrase that. If Suicide Squad could be an Oscar-winning film, then sure, yeah, Spider-Man Three can. Yeah, Joker won an Oscar too. <laughs> The same award for the same character. How about no, because Joker won Best Actor, <laughs> and then Heath Ledger was Best Supporting Actor. Oh, whatever. He's the main character of that movie. <laughs> Dark Knight is a Joker movie. It really um, is, and that's how it should have been. It was a good call to make it a Joker movie, too. Yeah. You know, I think that movie would be a lot more interesting if they uh, focused on like the like what it was doing to Batman to try to meet this guy at his level. I think that's what the but, third uh, one's supposed to be about. Yeah, I know. The third one was supposed to be a whole different film, Jackson. It was supposed to be an entirely different movie, and then Heath died. I swear, it just the signs all point to it being like the Dark Knight building up to this third movie that just couldn't happen now. And so then they I gave really us just wish Nolan got what he wanted and didn't even make a third movie. I wish he had like stuck to his guns. I know. There's probably so much money they offered him though. 
you imagine money they offered him? Yeah. So much money. Like at some point you just let, you can't say no. It's like life changing. I can't say no to this. Sure. I'll sell out. Well, I'm sure there's also a part of him where he's like, well, I can like, you know, I have people that I work with that would like to make money and have a job and all that stuff. You know, like the South Park guys, like they, they hate doing South Park at this point, but so many people have good jobs because of it. They like just keep doing it. (laughs) Eventually just become spiteful. (laughs) (laughs) They've said that. They've said that like point blank. Yeah. Well, they also said they wouldn't do another game either. Are they doing another game? Uh, well, I mean, so after South Park stick, uh, stick of Truth, they were like, oh, no, we're never going we're never doing another video game. It's so intense. And then they did uh-huh. Fractured Butthole. Got it. I really liked that those? N64 South Park game when I was a kid. Wait, have you played no, the South I never Park have. games? <gasps> no. Jackson, you need to play the South Park games. I'm not that into South Park. They're still great. They're so great. <laughs> like, they're the epitome of South Park writing it's so good. Like it's just like if I choose one, it's uh, uh, stick of truth. Stick of truth is a better one. Um, I advise. Yeah. It. It's fun. I highly advise it. What else are you gonna do? Sure, I'll find something. I'm, th- I'm pretty sure it's on sale right now. It's always on sale. They're gonna re- they're gonna re-release uh, Saints Row Three on PS4. I'm probably I saw that. that Saints Row Three. Get. No, buy South Park first before you buy Saints Row 3. I like the Saints Row games. They're fine, but South Park is actually really good comedy writing. Uh-huh. Okay. It is. It's a great RPG video game mm-hmm. with awesome South Park writing. It's like they actually wanted to try. Like, they were excited, and they wrote, like, this entirely fun story that is fucking bonkers, but it's amazing. And then they also squeezed a very well-done RPG game inside of it. Got it. Do it. If I say okay, will you let it go? No, nope, because I, I know you're lying to me, and I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't move on from this. this Speaking of video games, though, Spider-Man Two did spawn for us the greatest video game, uh, superhero-related property, um, to date yeah. until Arkham when came they- out. When they released the Spider-Man Two game, it was the day before the movie came out. Mm. I bought the game from, I think, Walmart at the time because Brentwood didn't have a Target yet. Sounds about right. And I played that game for like 12 hours, beat the game, went to bed, got maybe four or five hours of sleep, got up and saw the very first showing of Spider-Man 2 the next day. Damn. Yeah. Spider-Man 2, the video game, was so good. So I was like maybe a sophomore in high school at the time. Sophomore or junior? Sounds right. Yeah. I'm going to say sophomore. The game was so um, good. That game's amazing. It it like it has the Spider-Man 2 property, but it barely follows. I think there's like Shocker and shit in there. Like, Yeah, they put Shocker in like every Spider-Man game. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. It's such a like, weird thing. The game does not follow the movie at all. No, like all the Doc Ock stuff is in it, but it's like really spread out. Like the story is really sporadic throughout the, the yeah. game, if I remember correctly. No, you're right. You have to find a kid's balloon a lot. A lot. Dude, the, those kids lose balloons all the fucking time. Yeah. No, that game, that game is great. The first Spider-Man movie game is okay too, I think. It's pretty good. It's fine. 
but the it's second different. one's yeah, the second one's like legit like was the video game superhero property to beat. Yeah, that second game is mind blowing. And then it was so disappointing, much like the movie when the Spider Man three <laughs> game came out, it just wasn't as good. Nope. And it was close. like, how did they fuck it up this bad? Why couldn't they just release like the same game? <laughs> Do the same thing, except I have a black suit now. Give it to me. Yeah, they fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, how fucking hard is that? <laughs> and then it was like legit curse after that. Like until it took an Arkham Asylum for a good like comic book video game to come out. Yeah, I think Web of Shadows is okay. I like Web of Shadows as far as Spider-Man games. Like, it's all right, get, but yeah, yeah. No, the, nothing really kicked the door open again until uh, Arkham. Yeah, and then yeah, and then coincidentally, like Spider-Man now, PS4. Spider-Man PS4 holds the crown again. Such a good game. It's so good. It's like legit, like perfect. Like the combat, sh- like swinging around a Spider-Man in Spider-Man PS4 should not be as smooth as it is. It's really fun. You're Jamie. Like when you like are going like between a fire escape and like the building and there's just that small crack and like he just squeezes through perfectly. I'm like, how does that thought of that? Yeah. If they improve anything in the next game, I hope it's like the wall crawling and the smoothness of you going from like wall to ceiling. Yeah. Because it doesn't, like it doesn't work quite so well. No. It is picky, but it's it's one of the few things it's one of the things about Spider-Man that I really like is just the visual of the wall crawling. And the movies like, and yeah. the games don't it, like pay it too much attention. It feels like they didn't put any like whenever a mission like has you indoors, you're like, oh, this can be rough. Because like it's meant yeah, to be an outdoor game. Yeah, they didn't put a lot of love into that. And I think that's like the one thing they could improve on is like those the sort of like dungeon aspect when you're in a building. Yeah. Making it like as dynamic and as fun as it is when you're outside. And you can definitely do that with Spider-Man. Oh, hundred percent. Like you can feel it. Like the moment you're inside, it feels like uh, the game, like, like takes a step back, like hard. Um, yeah. It's a little, fr- it's a little frustrating. I remember the first time I played it and I was inside and I tried to just like jump onto the ceiling and I was, it w- made it like way too difficult. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, well, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> yeah. It's rough. Cause I, they're like, all right, well, everybody wants to swing around outside. So let's put our attention there. And I get it. Cause like they created like something. Oh under- yeah. They, there's like there's little to no criticism for any of the web slinging in that fucking game it's glorious like when you're like on a roll and like you're swinging like and you're using like the uh, uh the water towers and you're just like squeezing between the gaps and you're just hitting the next yeah i love that shit so like we got fucking spoiled like it was god of war and then it was like spider-man ps4 and i'm like great <laughs> i'm just gonna be super you happy got for now. me What's next? What's next? <laughs> okay, what other perfect game can you give me? Um, but you know, speaking of something that's not you know that's far from perfect, Spider-Man Two. Um, great time. Uh, yeah. Solid sequel. I'm not mad that I watched it. No. Yeah. And at the time, like seeing it in theaters, I think I spoke a little bit about this last week but at that time i was like this is great like it's the yeah. best comic book movie ever made yeah i mean like we didn't know any better no like it, it followed up perfectly also he steals a car we haven't talked about that uh he just he steals he, a car from bad guys he does but he still steals a car and he just drives off yeah, he and takes he, his mask off 
he leaves it parked and the cop says he's going to tow it. And he says, okay. So, you know, the car gets reclaimed. He didn't, <laughs> he didn't do any damage to it. It all works really. out. It's fine. Nobody saw him like, you know, take his mask off. Oh, there is one thing I really In a convertible. Fucking, it's such a small moment, but uh, the beginning of that sequence of that car chase sequence, when the cop car spins out and goes flying towards that group of people, and there's that pause where they're all waiting for the impact and it doesn't come. It's a web. And then they look and the camera spins around and stuck in the, the web between the lampposts. Like Sam Raimi is so fucking good at that stuff. Like it's mm. so fucking cool. Yeah. It's cheap. Like it's an easy, it's like an easy tingle to give the audience, but he's so good at it. Oh yeah. I love it. That stuff's great. Like I said, I feel like Sam Raimi had the most fun with this movie. I feel like the second one was his oh, yeah. movie. He's- He's clearly doing exactly what he wants to do in every moment. 100%. There's so much horror in this film. Like, every Mm -hmm. fight between Spider-Man and Doc Ock has people freaking the fuck out, which is fair. They should be. Um, But he really capitalizes on, like, the horror of it. Yeah, which, again, I think points a really really interesting picture of Spider-Man 3 that he was so disengaged from it because there's so much opportunity for horror in that concept that he like doesn't seem to want to embrace yeah just the just the visual of venom should be something that you feel like wow he's really gonna sink his teeth into this and he like doesn't really yeah you could feel like he was just over it like i feel like everybody was at that point yeah well and we'll we'll get into it when we talk about that movie but he really did not want venom in that movie like he actively didn't want to use venom and they made him Hmm. yeah i wonder what he wanted to use then he wanted the vulture. He wanted vulture and Sandman. That was his movie. And they were like, uh, no, people like Venom. They've been waiting for Venom. You're going to use Venom. And he's like, I don't like Venom. I like, like the 60s characters. They were like, well, too fucking bad. So we'll let you have Sandman because that'll look cool in CGI. But we don't want this old man bird character. <laughs> you, have to use, you have to use Venom. I mean, I get it because like, Venom is fun. But like, also, Venom needs a sequel, right? Like. Venom yeah. can't be set up for one film. Yeah, like Venom well, is a great, do, great character. You've got to do the black suit thing, and then you've got to do Venom as like the consequence of that. It's hard to do it all in one movie. Exactly, and like it, and then Venom leads to Carnage, and Carnage is his own fucking beast, obviously. So like it's yeah. tough because Venom needs. We'll see Carnage. We'll, we'll see, see Carnage and Venom too. And then apparently in the next one, we're seeing Spider-Man too. Like Spider-Man's going to be in there eventually. So they have to explain that. Yeah. Good yeah. luck. Good luck. I'm glad luck. I don't have too much investment <laughs> in it's, Venom as a character. Like I've, I've never really given a fuck about Venom. So it's, it, Venom's it's fun. easy for me to just be like, yeah, whatever. I, I, the only reason I have such emotional attachment to Venom is the uh, PS1 Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. I played that game on the N64. Okay, so I that's, played a, on the, that's a great yeah, that's a great yeah. game too. Oh, it's an amazing game. Like they, the way they're like, oh yeah, there's gas all over the city, so you can't go on the ground. Whatever. That was yeah. Like, it was still like at the time you're like, it'll never be better than this. Exactly. I played that game on a fucking loop, like different costumes. Like that game was so Me much fun, too, man. And that's why, like, I have such a soft spot for uh, uh, Venom and Carnage. It's because like that game. Yeah, I totally get that. Oh, we'll see. That game has great indoor levels, too. It does. I mean, that's all they had. <laughs> yeah. The way you can get up on the ceiling and all that stuff. Yeah. Perfectly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a good game. 
man, Spider-Man, really? Like, think about it. Spider-Man's like the, you know, the heavy hitter with like, when it comes to comic book video games. Yeah. Well, that's not surprising. He's like the Mickey Mouse of Marvel. Yeah. And he's such a like physical and dynamic character. The like yeah. movement is like what makes him him. So it kind of yes. makes sense that uh, like him swinging controlling around. that character. Yeah. Or like Batman is basically he's like a predator, so you have to like kind of put him in shadows. You have to put him above, and you have to you know make it fun to take people mm-hmm. out. Yeah, and they they never really cracked a Batman game until Arkham. Like they 100%. never really made a good Batman game. They made him like Arkham. a fighter. There are a few that I think are kind of fun. Yeah. yeah, like there's a game called uh, Batman Vengeance from like the GameCube generation um, that's based on the animated series. That game's okay. That's the side it's scroller, right? No, that one's um, like it's a 3D kind of action game, and it's kind of cool. Like you have to like cuff bad guys after you beat them, or they come back and stuff like oh, that. That is a cool idea. So there's like, yeah, so there's cool stuff in it. It's an okay game, but uh, nothing, huh. nothing like Arkham before Arkham. Oh yeah, Arkham changed it. It was it's kind of fun. It's like you know, Spider-Man PS One. I'd give it the trophy to that because I think everybody had that. Or GameCube, that Spider-Man game, and then Spider-Man yeah. Two, and then I guess it would be Arkham, huh? Yeah, definitely. Interesting. Well, um, let's see, is there anything else you have? Uh, no, that's all I got. I know. I kind of. It kind of makes sense. Like, I feel like Spider-Man 2 just kind of... It happens. Yeah. No, you're you're right. It definitely doesn't have whatever, like, secret ingredient that first movie has in it. Like, a real pop culture, like, force. Yeah. yeah but, uh, part of it was, like, that was the first time anybody had seen anything like that. So, no matter how good a sequel would be, it's just, okay, here's it again. It doesn't do anything. It's not like an Empire Strikes Back where it like totally recontextualizes the story. Like what it is. Yeah. yeah. Where you're just like, oh, it's a completely different type of story and it's a completely different thing going on, but it's the characters you love. They were just like, okay, well, it's another Spider Man. So this Spider-Man time the and... bad guy is a different bad guy. <laughs> it has the same arc, except he actually yeah. redeems himself in the end. Yeah. Well, it's the same for, like, I would say, like, Batman Begins and The Dark Knight are two completely different movies, and that's what makes The Dark Knight so exciting as a sequel. And then, like, Rises can't quite pull that off. Yes. Um, 100%. That makes sense. Yeah, Spider-Man 2 just feels like, all right, cool, you guys like that? Well, here it is again. Here it is again. Everybody's like, yay! And then Spider-Man 3 is like, how about this? And then everybody's like, No! What? More bad guys. This guy <laughs> made a stop it. <laughs> stop it. Why is Peter dancing to no music? Stop it. This, yeah, so many bad guys. This one punch you so hard. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah. we're going to end now. Sounds so. good. All right. Okay. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Uh, uh, watch Spider Man 3 because that's what we're going to talk about next. Um, if you have to be drunk for it, that's fine. I will probably be drunk for it because I need to be. Yeah, and I'll just watch it and suffer through it. Shows <laughs> <laughs> <Because> your fate. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, goodbye, everyone. Bye. Thanks for listening.